Wow. Okay, here we go. Hi, everybody. You know, it's appropriate, Chloe, Brian, for you to be here with me for our first ever ad read. What? Yeah. Ah. Well, not so much an ad read. It's a major sponsor. It's different when it's a nonprofit station. You know, we're not making uh, I am not enriched by this ad mm-hmm. uh, in any way. You know, I love ad reads. I Yeah. What's Famously. your favorite one? Stamps.com? I, I actually do love stamps.com because I use it. Oh, you do? Yeah. You print your own postage at home? Yeah. Without going to the post office? Well, I have to go to the post office after to drop it off. <laughs> okay, sure, yeah. You don't have a bulk, mailbox in your neighborhood? Mail. Well, it's a lot of stuff. Okay. Was it a big box? No, it's like... <laughs> what are you mailing? Magazines. Merch? Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll just start off the show with a plug for Tart. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody check that out. But... Let me just tell you, after more than a year, a year of dreaming, researching, experimenting, late night conference calls, no less, and early Saturday morning meetings, the me team is happy to and proud and proud to present you the me bottle. This double insulated reusable stainless steel bottle disinfects water in a 60-second cycle utilizing UVC LED technology and is 99.99% effective against E. coli. A single charge via micro USB lasts up to 30 days, and the bright LED display lets you know when water is ready to drink. Join us in bringing clean water to all. Raise your bottle and drink to you and me. Find out more at mebottle.com. Now, if I could critique this script for one minute i would say earlier in the script it should mention that it's a water bottle that's yeah i agree with that instead we get the me team the re the dreaming the researching but that you know they're a water bottle company well when you said micro usb Mm -hmm. that was all i thought about the rest of the time was uh water bottles no micro usbs (laughs) i just imagined one in my head and then at the end i was like was it a cord yeah. But it wasn't. But now it's a water bottle. <laughs> yeah. But you are uh you love to hydrate. That's why it's good for you to be here. I do love to hydrate. Anyone who follows you on Twitter knows hydrating is an ongoing saga. Yes. In your online life. It is. Well, I a long time ago when I was a lot younger, two months ago, I was very dehydrated. Yes. And so I've really made hydration a, a big priority. Yeah. I well I think it's good to like bring people into that uh process uh and just like you know, because they can do it too. They can uh follow along with you. Yes. They can. And it's nice it's also nice, I think, you know, if you're feeling overwhelmed and maybe your water your water bottle is full and you want it to be empty, just like knowing that someone else is going through the same thing. Yeah. Can be like really impactful. Totally. Every time I'm thirsty, I just think, Am I the only one? Right. Yeah. A lot of people have said that. No, who's said thirsty that. right now? <laughs> it would really help me if, <laughs> could... if one other person on this planet were thirsty. Yes. And thanks to you. Now I know. Yeah. Thanks to my series of tweets with seven faves each. Anyway, mebottle.com. Everyone's into it. Uh, one way to hydrate is by getting mebottle.com on your computer. <laughs> Check it out. We're going to get in trouble for this. Let's start the show. Come in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Colby. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest?
What's up, everybody? This is Young Persons Radio right here on Radio Free Brooklyn with me, your host, Colby Smith, from now until 11 a.m. this morning, at which point we will be followed by Two Thumbs Undecided, the movie review show that is sweeping the nation very, very fast. And at 12 noon, the Brooklyn Conversation with Rosie. And then at 1 p.m., Objection to the Rule, Radio Free Brooklyn's answer to the Sunday morning political talk show circuit. Every possible base, every conceivable interest you could have will be covered at some point. This and every talk show Sunday on Radio Free Brooklyn. So keep that dial tuned. Keep that player tab open on your laptop. Keep the Radio Free Brooklyn app running in the background of all of your mobile devices as you go about your Sunday and into the rest of the week, this is Radio Free Brooklyn. Our number, 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. If you would like to call in at any point during the show, and I certainly suggest you do so. My guest today, you've already heard her voice, both this morning and on previous episodes of this program, writer Chloe Bryan. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're back. Chief among reasons being uh-huh. you can teach me how to speak, perhaps, <laughs> into a microphone instead of stumbling over every word, which I've done so far. I don't think I'm going to help you there. Okay. I can't do well, it Well, it was worth a shot. I'm looking for help anywhere I can. This is going to be a slick hour. I can tell for both of us. Well, we're both exhausted. <laughs> this is a perfect lead in. We're both exhausted because... Now, one thing I insist on doing after every concert, I don't know about you, I insist on waiting 90 minutes for a shuttle bus to take me to the nearest <laughs> LIRR station, which is wh- wherever I am in the city, that's what I do. It was two full hours. You shouldn't sell us short here. Was it two full hours? It was hours? two full hours. Did we wait it on the bus? Yeah, it was. No, for the bus. It was 10 to midnight. Ay, ay, ay. That we waited for My the bus in front gracious. of North Northwell Health at Jones Beach Theater. That's right. And that's just where our... our night began (laughs) that that, (laughs) things really started to pop off once we got on the LIRR back to New York. That's true. When we, well, when we were on the train back to New York and uh, we were both like pretty upset, not at each other, but with the circumstance, just in general, I was like, Oh, Colby, are we going to go out after this? And like you laughed, but in your eyes was anger. (laughs) I felt some anger toward you on the way back a few times. Oh, it was like silent for like 20 minutes. Uh And I was just like trying to stay awake. And you were just like, you've been to any good restaurants lately? (laughs) Which I thought was very funny. I felt livid. It (laughs) was just for a second. You were very mad. But just for a second, like it was fine. And it was, it's like a very nice question to ask. But for a second, I was like, how dare he? (laughs) I'm tired and I'm about to be on a train and I was just on a bus. And you want to know about restaurants? I would say the... Conditions for pleasant conversation between friends, they were not ideal. No. Usually it's sitting down over a beer, perhaps. The temperature is good. The temperature is good. You're not freezing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Nightmare. (laughs) On a train. Why? Just I I feel I have never, ever said this. And I'm going to say it for the first time. Turn that AC down on the train. Yes. It's Uh, not time for it anymore. No. No. It's, it's it's simply not time. We are changing the seasons. I still feel cold from it, which is saying something because it's very hot in here. Yes, it is very hot but in here. But in my core, I feel cold. We were coming back from what? Seeing Lana Del Rey. Lana Del Rey. Yeah, her only East Coast show yes. on this tour. And we were there. Yes. Thoughts? I thought it was lovely. I, I really like her. I've, yeah. I've been a 
a fan of hers since uh, the fabled video games release mm-hmm. of 2011. Something 20, like that. One of, one of those years. Yeah. yeah. And um, I've never seen her before. So no, last same. night was the first time. And it was really nice. I was. I don't think she performs all that often. Uh, no. I, I think historically she like is not a touring musician in, this, in the sense of the word that we... Right, where it's like, ah, like 40 cities in 50 days or something like that. Yeah, and I never imagine her like to have like a spectacle of a show. Like I think this was a little more like a visual than I expected it Mm. to be, but I don't think of her as like an arena performer. No, I, uh, yeah, it was, it was both more and less than I expected, I guess, as far as like the actual stage show goes. Uh, So for people who haven't seen it, which is most people, um, <laughs> you know, it's a just pretty... imagine the show, right? And you'll know what we're talking well, about. Well, it's like if you you contrast it to like uh, Beyonce or Taylor Swift, who are like it's such a huge production to look at. Uh, like there's so much happening on the stage, at, and like every move is choreographed and everything. But this was like she had like two backup dancers. Loved the backup uh, dancers. The band was only three people it was like a guitar player keyboard and and a drummer and that was it and then Mm -hmm. the rest was just like layered vocals on her part which is like most of her sound uh, or a key element of her sound she did have we talked about this she has this song uh bartender which is a beautiful song but there when she says the word bartender she kind of pauses and has the in the middle yeah right We're a Alana Del Rey cover band also, uh, yeah. but the backing track, she had the the repeated T, but then she didn't sing it herself. Yeah. So like every couple seconds in the background, you'd just hear. Yeah. But it like wasn't lining up with what she was saying. And I love that for her. I think she should do it every show. I agree. Yeah. It makes it feel fresh. Yeah. You never know it's coming. She asked to start over the second song. I don't know. Did you catch that? Where It started and I heard her say. Can we start again, please? I and saw then, Sean Lennon be like, more guitar or whatever. And I was like, dude, you're in an enormous arena. I was like, please chill. <laughs> yes. We had two celebrity drop-ins. <laughs> yes. In the show. Both sons of uh, famous rock stars. Was the first guy a son? It was Adam Cohen, son of Leonard Cohen. Oh, so he's he's actually the son. Yeah. I, I yeah. made the joke about sons, and then I was like, I don't know if that guy's a son. No, you were right. Okay. <laughs> he seemed like a son, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, I think he sounded exactly like Leonard Cohen. Yes. Adam Cohen. It's just a, uh, um, exactly that voice. They sang Chelsea Hotel Number 2, which she covered uh, on the Paradise EP, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, or something. Or around that time. Wow, TBT. What else is yeah. on that EP? Ride. Which she also performed. Oh, I love that song. This is really good. There were yeah. swings on stage, like in the video. Yeah. yeah. They were, they, I thought that was actually really cool. Yeah, it's great. My favorite thing about the swings was when the two backup dancers were on, like each one of them was on a swing during, I think that song. Mm-hmm. And one of them like w- had mastered like the art of like pumping her legs on the swing and the other one just kind of hadn't. Yeah, so yeah. she like wasn't moving, but the other girl was moving and it was like, there was like a little bit of a left shark vibe, but like still in a hot way. Yeah. It was great. The one who was moving was full on in the audience and like swinging right. over the yeah, audience. Yeah, like taking a point. physical risk. And the other girl was just like, I related to her because she was like, I don't want to risk my life for yeah, this. I'll just hang back here. Yeah, I'll just chill in my swing. <laughs> Which is what we should all do. Just chill in our swings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a fair, but there was, uh, there were a lot of video projections, a lot of like back projection. Um, sometimes it was in black and white, very moody. Yes. Uh, uh, just of like what she was doing. She did a song um, on the floor. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty When, when You Cry. cry. Yeah. She laid down. Which is a great song. 
It is a great song. It's really good. And she kind of went off on it too. Yeah. She she doesn't like uh she doesn't really like deviate a lot it from her melodies it seems like. Yeah. So when she does it's like it feels good. Yeah. It feels it feels like a big moment. Well, it the it was reflected in the crowd reaction anytime her phrasing deviated even slightly yeah. or when from she the went album. up the third. Yeah, always going up <laughs> the third. She loves to go up the third. <laughs> anytime it was Yes! Like the whole place going crazy. She's singing! Doing some like light <laughs> harmony. It was great though. I feel like oh, the, what we're good. saying makes it sound like this is a negative opinion. Th- these are positive oh, opinions, they are, at least yeah. from me. Oh, this yeah. is all heavenly to me. Well, I think it's like, uh, for me, it, it's similar to her actual like physical presence on stage, also, where it's like she's not. Uh, moving around all that much she's like yeah. pretty not stiff is the wrong word that has like a negative connotation but there's like not a lot of movement but she's it, like stoic right yeah but any uh um that makes it so that any movement that does happen is like huge you know she like flips her hair and everyone's like oh she did like she did. a facial <laughs> expression it was like uh i don't know sort of like a flippant facial expression uh-huh. and i turned to colby and i was like wow yeah i know <laughs> and she had made like one face <laughs> But I was like emotionally so moved. I was like, "Have you? Did you see that?" And oh, you're yeah. like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. Well, the one that got me was like she talks a little bit in between some of the songs, but like not that much either. And uh, they did some, one of the big closing songs was "Summertime Sadness," of course. Yes. And at the end of it, there was a lot of like audience singing along in that when she would like hold the mic out, whatever. But at the end of the song. Uh, there it ended on this like big moment of like the audience singing the last song, and then she just goes "fuck yeah," and then goes on to the next song. That was great. Or that when great. in um in "Born to Die," mm-hmm. there's the line "want to kiss you hard in the pouring rain," and for the fir- for inexplicably for the first chorus, she said "fuck you hard" yeah. instead, and everyone was like, "ah," <laughs> including me. Oh sure, I was like amazing. Yeah, yeah, I think I said you love to see it just to myself. <laughs> you, did. you did say it. So it, it was nice. Yeah. It was a good crowd, too. Yeah, really positive. I love crowds at, at pop shows because everyone is like, I don't know, like, like stan culture can be really overwhelming on the internet. But in real life, yeah. it's just like mostly people having fun. Well, yeah, because you're not like, it's just like this one night that you're in it. You know, you're not just like surrounded. It's a thing you elected to be a part of. Yeah. Not uh, you're confronted with out of nowhere. Yes. Um, but this is a nice segue into... Uh, uh, the Ann Powers piece, which oh, yes. we should touch on uh, if we're going to talk about Lana Del Rey. This is the uh, um, review from NPR's Ann Powers. Long essay about the new album and everything she's done up until this point, pretty much. Uh, and Lana clapped back at her on Twitter uh, and really just brought this thing to the fore. And I would like to mention a few things about it. Oh, no. Uh, no, it's great. I think it's a really thoughtful I think Ann Powers is awesome. Like, yeah, Ann uh, Powers is great. I don't like when musicians get weird about reviews. Yeah. Like when Ariana Grande was like talking about the blogs. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Refresh my memory on this. What did she say? She she didn't like something written about her. And so she she tweeted a couple things about, I don't remember exactly uh-huh. the phrasing, but just about like people who blog all day instead of like <laughs> living a life. And I was like, okay, first of all, rude. You can do both. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just, I mean, you know. Also, like, what do you do? Are you going to fund print journalism? Like, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Ariana Grande, please buy the <laughs> buy the Washington Post. <laughs> wow, great! Take That's a really from... good idea. Wouldn't it be great if Ariana Grande was the uh, was the publisher of the Post? Yeah, I want to hear Ariana Grande say "Democracy dies in darkness," <laughs> and I want to make it my ringtone, and I want to bring ringtones back. And that's why I want Ariana Grande to buy the Washington Post. In conclusion, I know we're talking about the Lana Del Rey show, but I think I think maybe Charlie XCX could do oh, like the yes. Seattle Times. Yeah. Yeah. The boom clap times. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I mean, just take it away from Jeff Bezos, you know, Yeah, more like Jeff Bezos. No, keep going more. <laughs> I want more of that. We love him. Yeah. This is a, a Jeff Bezos fan when, show. That feeling when Jeff is Bezos. Remember when he said, um, I love you alive, girl? Do you remember that? No. It was like in a sex to his oh. like lover. It was oh. great. Oh, Just imagine someone being like, what do I love about her? She's alive. She's not dead. Crucially, she's not dead. <laughs> that is a positive. Do you think Lana has ever met Jeff Bezos? Uh, is it Bezos? Is it like Bezos? I don't care. He's so rich. I, think I don't Bezos, care. Bezos. Bezos? I don't know what's telling me that. Just intuition? Intuition, yeah. I really go with my gut all the time. Yeah. That's what he would want. <laughs> and I learned it from him. <laughs> I learned to trust myself and follow yeah. my dreams from Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos who could solve 80% of the world's problems yeah, tomorrow and chooses not to ruining the world uh but great there was a there was a uh, uh a Jacob Bacharach piece about how bad Whole Foods has gotten since Amazon uh bought it oh uh, i bet uh, just like empty shelves and like employees not being able to take breaks and uh all this stuff you got um, amazon i don't i don't go to whole foods but i have also heard that yeah, yeah. i'm afraid of the um the nut butter machine, because I'm afraid it's going to be too expensive. And I know that if I go, I'm going to use it because like who can resist a crank nut butter machine? <laughs> yeah, it's really the crank. That's the draw. It's the crank. It's the well, same yeah. with like the coffee grinder thing at mm-hmm. Trader Joe's. Oh, yeah. I like go and use it and I like look around to make sure everyone knows that I'm using it. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Grinding. I'm doing an extra step at this grocery store today. <laughs> See, my thing is I like using the little way station at like the produce uh, section. Oh, yeah. Those are there aren't enough of those. No, no. Take a couple broccoli stalks, put them on there. And just be like, oh, I can expect one ninety eight for the <laughs> <laughs> my florets. <laughs> <laughs> broccoli so fucking cheap. I love it. I do love broccoli. Me, too. I'm going to make broccoli soup this week. Oh, nice. What else are you putting in that thing? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe like curry. This is a foodie show now. Coconut milk? Yeah, okay. We're going to see what happens. Nice. It's soup season now, so you should be going our, off the rails. You should be our uh, recipe correspondent on this uh, show. Oh, yeah. I can, I'm all I can about... deliver perfect recipes <laughs> like eh, milk in there. <laughs> I'm all about correspondence now. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, I think that that's what's going to put this thing over the top is we just have like, you know, like Tim Keck has his like weekly column. That's uh-huh. how I think of his weekly calls. It's like, uh, it's like just a space for Tim to to go off. Every week. What other correspondence do you want? Well, we're Fran's going to call in later to talk about movies. Uh, so we'll have a movie correspondent. Nice. I'd love to have like a, a, a Gen Z correspondent, you know, just talking about <gasps> like, like maybe that could be you. <laughs> no, I was going to volunteer my sister. <laughs> OK, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> Lily would love to call in and talk about TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I need to make sure we're relevant. 
Did I tell you about the tampons TikTok thing? No. There's apparently this like a con going on on TikTok right now where girls like teen girls make TikToks about like how dumb the boys in their school are because they don't know that girls eat their tampons. (laughs) They're like, boys are so stupid. How else are we going to replenish the blood that we lost? And then like teens, like teen boys on TikTok are like, what? Like genuinely, like we didn't know. So this is the kind of thing that I need a Gen Z correspondent for. Right. Tampon news. Yes. Cultural tampon news. Good Lord. The future is now, folks, and the future is Gen Z, and Gen Z is this show, and this show is the future, and this show is Gen Z. Folks, 718-928-9723, is our number, 718-928-9732, and Powers. Oh, yeah, wow, okay. A <laughs> lot of choice quotes in this thing. She's a beautiful writer. Oh, boy, someone's <laughs> taking the bait right away. Uh, caller, you're on the air with me and Chloe Bryan. Hey, yes, hey, Colby, Tim Keck, as I, I well. live and breathe. Wow, wow, wow. How was the Lana Del Rey concert? Man, it was really fun. JK, heard about that already. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. Some people call in and they don't listen. I'm not sure. I know. I just think it's funny to call in after hearing you talk about one thing for 20 minutes and immediately ask. <laughs> Be like, so what's me? Yeah, Colby, how's being on the radio? <laughs> How are you doing this morning? <laughs> Anything on your mind so far today? Uh, minute 23 of your show? Uh, wow, wow, wow. I mean, I can't believe I haven't fallen for more uh, uh, feminine tricks as a youth than this tampon eating thing. Do you have TikTok? Oh. You know? I just, not on TikTok, but just in general. I feel like young men are so dumb. And I think women could have said anything about their bodies we did not know about, and we would have believed it. And I can't believe there weren't more pranks. That we, we would have believed it, and we would have repeated it to other dudes to act like we were, like, in the know about girls. We you, know? <laughs> you know they eat their tampons. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Bro, get with it. They're eating them. Like the grossest. I'm so, so sorry disgusting. I brought it up. I mean, it's very disgusting. I feel really bad. I'm going to think about this for days. Why did you have to say the tampon thing? Yeah, we had Chloe back on the show and she went blue she- in a really surprising way. She went red. Real she funny. went red. Wow. Like Taylor Swift. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I went to a professional wrestling show last night. Yes, I was going to ask you about this. Was Dude, it-, it was amazing. So set the scene. Where where are we? What's happening? So first off, it's very funny because it's in a uh, you know there's like there's like big wrestling like the WWE is like famous and they do shows in like the Barclays Center and like Madison Square Garden and then there's like uh, I'll say it shittier wrestling that takes place in smaller places uh-huh. and uh, that is somehow ten times better than seeing something in, like, the Barclays Center. It's going to, like, a really small, intimate venue. So we went to uh, La Boom, which is a Latin nightclub in, like, Queens. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were, like, third row, so close to the action, and it was awesome. It was so fun. Uh, that was during one match. There were, like, balloons in the rafters from, I guess, like, the night before, some party the club had had. And this dude goes onto the top rope, 
grabs a balloon out of the rafters and tries to beat somebody with it. And then that dude knocks him out, makes him hold the balloon, and then kicks him in the chest so the balloon pops. And people were like, whoa, this is great. It was fun. Damn. That sounds amazing. That does sound rad. <laughs> it is really cool. There were a lot of one dude like dove into the audience. They have like a little barricade thing up there. And this guy like dove out of the ring and on top of some people in the front row. That was pretty cool. Did you feel uh, in, in any physical danger at any point? There was one match where, like, the one team, it was, like, five versus five, and one team came out of the audience, and, like, we just looked to my left, and there was a guy immediately next to me getting ready to get in the ring, but, like, immediately turning around and seeing some dude in, like, basically his underwear just, like, jacked out of his mind, like, like creeping up on the ring. It was a little unnerving, but uh, that, was, that was the only time. <laughs> so you just felt a little unnerved. You didn't really feel like... That can be healthy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get out of your comfort zone, Tim. <laughs> it's like a 4D movie. <laughs> it's a live yeah. show. It's also a 4D If they started doing 4D effects in, like, your seats in the <laughs> wrestling shows, like, there's a little thing that, like, tickles you at some point. Oh, my God. Like, those things that, like, Disney World. Yeah, exactly. Where they put a smell in the air, and you're like, that's not what that smells like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, we're smell. passing through Shrek's bog, and it like <laughs> like it smells like flowers. You smell it like, first. You're like, oh my god, are we approaching Shrek's bog? <laughs> I'd know that smell anywhere. Uh, one of the one of the fun things we were having fun discussing is there was some dude from like the WWE who was there, and his name was Walter. Mm-hmm. And on TV, they they bill him as like a giant, like he is mashing people he's like an intimidating monster and in real life he might be 6'3 he's like not a big guy oh okay so like in real life so so is you're just like yeah like this monster and then like a little guy comes out right in real life it's like oh he's average height yeah like you're being you're being gaslit by the announcers they're just like isn't this guy so scary oh my god gaslighting at the wrestling show (laughs) You really, you can't escape it in this world. Wrestlers are gaslighting America. <laughs> <laughs> I will not continue. It's like a medium article. <laughs> you write that article, it's going to be a plot line on TV in like a week. <laughs> <laughs> on the bold type season so, four. Famously, yeah, uh, wrestling uh, characters, uh, you know, engage with the issues of the day. Uh, right, Tim? Yeah. Is there is there a um a wrestling character who's like been canceled yet? Like a wrestler is just I like mean, it's the canceled there, man, and he comes out <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, it's me. And they're like, boo, get out of here, we don't want you. <laughs> and he's like, you can't cancel me. I think people would love that. I think they would. Well, there was a guy. There was like a um. There was a guy uh who um was just like his whole thing was that he is a uh, uh, Middle Eastern. That was like a wrestling character. It was not problematic at all. It was done with complete taste and nuance. Uh, but I think you just follow that logic. You're going to get canceled, man, before long. Go call him. I the- mean, there's so many bits that can't be done anymore. There were so <laughs> many just stereotypical, like, this guy's from another country and that makes him a bad guy. Right. You know, there were so many just, like, offensive things that were done. But yeah. now, especially at the indie shows, like... They're all very liberal in a way that I feel like wrestling wasn't like 10 years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I don't know. I remember I went to like a, I think the last Laboom show I went to, there was like one there was like a tag team that was a gay couple that was dating. And so like in the middle of the match, they'd like go over to the corner and like make out with their partner. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. That's awesome. And, and it was, they were so aggressive about it. It was the funniest thing in the world, and people loved it. And like, I, I mean, that's great. Like, that's so they funny. They were really fucking good wrestlers, and then they go make out. <laughs> I mean, that's the next level shit. <clears throat> that rules. Yeah. Uh, well, Tim, maybe Tim could be our wrestling correspondent. On the Ooh, show. That's we'll a have good a Gen idea. Z correspondent. We'll have a wrestling correspondent. And the show will be like two minutes of me talking at the top and then just hearing from other people for an hour. Well, you would talk to all the correspondents. Yeah, but they would be driving the ship. <laughs> Tim, final thoughts? Uh, final thoughts. Man, oh, man. Uh, you know, football today. That'll be fun. You're going to watch some football. Uh, a third, I believe, of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL are hurt right now. Can I just say it's very funny that I asked for final thoughts and you started a new <laughs> topic? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can see. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's very funny. I'm not yeah, razzing yeah. you. I'm not razzing you. I just think it's very funny. We're talking about wrestling for 10 minutes, and it's like, final thoughts? Oh, gee, boy. Um, well, football's on today. Uh, well, you got to put it all out on the table. Yeah, You can't true. leave anything behind. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I'm trying try to plant enough seeds for you to, like, uh, you know, you know, make it to the rest of the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll rank our favorite quarterbacks after this. Oh, no. Top yeah, 15. No, no, we have to. We I don't know to. any. The gauntlet's been is, thrown, and we have to do it. What's up, Tim? My final thought is, Lana Del Rey does one show in New York. It's all the way out in Long Island. Do you think any part of her intentionally did this to fuck with you guys, to make you go out there on that journey? Maybe so that because of the journey and the struggle to see her, her art would taste that much sweeter, sound that much better. Do you think it's part of her art, or do you think it's a scam? Do you think she's vindictive? Do you think she hates her fans? What's your take on that? Uh, I'll take my answer off. Tim Keck, everybody. 718-928-9732 is our number. That's 718-928-9732. I would say, to answer Tim's question, it's both for me. On the way out, I thought, man, this is a trek, but it's going to be so worth it when we get there, and we're just going to be in this world with Lana. And on the way back, I was like, this was a sadistic game by a woman manipulating the love of her fans. Just be like, how much do you love me? Enough to wait two hours on a bus? The journey there was really pretty smooth i would say yeah Yeah, we each had one beer we had to both had to pee so bad it was so uncomfortable yep but there was uh you know a pervasive joy that made none of that matter no i agree we were so excited yeah and then when we were leaving i was still like there's no way this bus situation could be bad enough to make it not worth it and i still believe that (laughs) but i also believe that lana del rey has a vested political interest in my knees being cold for hours (laughs) at a time (laughs) It did feel like that. It did. At the end. But it was like she said that Jones Beach was where she saw her first concert, right? Yeah. She, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. So it was maybe like a sentimental thing for her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. it's still pretty annoying. It was it was pretty annoying, yeah. Well, it sounds like it was just it it was just mismanagement on the venues part. Because there was this guy in a vest who was like directing the whole oh, thing. Oh, bus guy. This bus guy who was like 
I was very on his side. <laughs> I know. Well, remember, he came out and made that announcement and he was so stressed. And I was like, thank you. And then some guy near me was like, don't say thank you. Oh, my God. I was like, I don't. OK. Yeah. I'm so scared of all of you. You're all so much younger than me. <laughs> and you're all so well dressed. And they all seemed not cold. Yeah. Uh, everyone seemed fine. Yeah, the rest of the slip dress community was fine. It was just me. <laughs> yeah. They were like, this is great. <laughs> it's hot. Look at I can see the stars from out here. I'm like, Colby, don't ask me any questions <laughs> or talk to me. I know. I was like, you do you. I get it. <laughs> uh, we also, I should say, since we're talking about the venue, uh, turn up the sound out there. It was quiet. It was very quiet. We were talking about it briefly before coming on the air, but, uh. My God, it was just like um, like I didn't feel surrounded by no. sound. I felt very much that it was somewhere else and yeah. I was like observing it. I it wasn't to, like immersive. One hundred percent. I had to turn my head in a direction to hear better. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, totally. I turn and look at the boats at all. Well, <laughs> speaking of sound, should we talk about the uh, the elephant in the room? Which is Sean Lennon. Oh, Yes. Everyone's thinking it. When will they address Sean Lennon? When will they address that Sean Lennon came out and did a song? (laughs) Did their song Tomorrow Never Came from Lust for Life? uh, A song that I feel like people don't care about at all. Yeah, the song is fine. Even, well, it doesn't, it's a, yeah, fine. It's a perfectly fine song and I like enjoyed it for what it was, whatever. It it doesn't sound like Lana Del Rey. uh, Yeah, that's a good point. Um, which is like, whatever, I don't have to do the same thing all the time. But anyway, it's just like a very confusing thing where it's just like a big centerpiece of the show was like, and guess what? Yeah. Sean Lennon is She was here. like, I can't believe this is life. And it's he, like, I feel like Sean Lennon is just like popping up at shit everywhere. I feel like I can believe this is life. Gotta be pretty easy to get Sean Lennon to guest on your song. <laughs> she sent him a Twitter DM and he was like, okay. <laughs> I'll do it. I'm not doing anything else. For some reason. Your Sean Lennon voice is like the funniest. <laughs> well, he comes out, he ambles out on stage looking like he's lost, right? Yeah. He like wasn't, he hadn't been introduced yet. He ambles out on stage and he's just kind of like, like rocking back and forth with his guitar, like while she builds up the introduction and then well, she turns around and he's there. I think she expected everyone to know who he was right away. Yeah. But the audience of like, yes. okay, yes. Like, 19 year olds and chokers wasn't like it's that is Sean Lennon <laughs> in fact after she introduced him there was a guy sitting next to me who was like cheering really loud yeah. and he screamed oh my god John Lennon <laughs> and I was like yes I it's, heard him, say it's that. him. I, heard I loved him, say him. That, he was my favorite person so in the audience he was great it was very lovely uh <laughs> what? he ambles out there looking like complete trash just like <laughs> He's got this dumb hat on. And I liked just, his hat. No, his hat was lame. It was nice. No. What was wrong with the hat? That's eh, a little much. What was wrong with it? That's too big. Specifically. He should have. It's too big. Okay. He's like opposed to me. It's fine. Okay, that's <laughs> but fair. But he comes up and he goes, uh, evening, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting Could Jack not. Antonoff. Yeah. So for yeah. this to happen, I was like, oh, it's going to be Jack Antonoff because he produced a lot of the produced album. The album, yeah. Or the whole album. I think whole, pretty much the whole, the whole thing. thing, yeah. And uh, instead, it was, I was just like, oh, it's the Weird Al? I don't know. <laughs> Who Al. is it? <laughs> now, that would be that would be the dream 
collaboration. It's like it we really read on would. we read on the fader in a year. It's like Lana, Lana Del, Del Rey, Rey and Weird Al Timo. <laughs> Parentheses finally. <laughs> okay, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Please no. continue to describe Sean Lennon's appearance. <laughs> so he ambles out on stage looking lost. <laughs> looking like a guy who has not taken his meds uh, and is like wandering around his own house. <laughs> Finds his way to the microphone, notices an audience is there, and goes, Oh, even the folks. <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was terrific. Caller, you're on the air with me and Chloe Bryant. Good morning. It's Fran Hoffner from New Jersey. Ah, there we go. Our second correspondent of the day. I know. I'm here to talk about Ad Astra, and I also never want to hear what Sean Lennon looks like. <laughs> um, I'm determined to derail. Okay, good. Yes. Yeah, so as long as possible. I was going to call earlier, but then Tim Keck talked for 30 minutes. <laughs> But I learned so much about football in those last 20 seconds. <laughs> That's true. Now, Fran. Finally. Yes. You, I asked you to call in to talk about Ad Astra, a movie we both saw on, uh, yes. I saw on, on Friday night. You saw yesterday, correct? Yes, Saturday day, the wholesome time to see a film. What? And I said, you cannot tell me what you thought. I want it completely uh, surprising on the air. What was your reaction? I loved it. Wow. wow. I really, I really, really loved it. Man, did you like the part where he kills three people and then narrates, what have I done? Yeah, I did. <laughs> All I right, think cool. if I killed three people, I would also think, what have I done? Well, yeah, but. All right. Yeah, fair. Fine. Yeah. I mean, I just I'm I'm so in the pocket for James Gray. Oh, sure. So. You're going to have a hard time sort of like talking me down from this. Really, my only issue, the only thing I don't think works about it is Liv Tyler in sort of a thankless wife role. Though I do think complaining about like the wife having not a lot of stuff to do in the movie is now sort of its own form of like virtue signaling, you know? Sure. Um, and if I've learned anything from movies, it's that men hate their wives. So I was just sort of <laughs> like, oh, fair. Um, well, uh. I will say. Well, they hate their wives till they don't have have them anymore, and then right. They love their then wives. it's like, what have I done? His whole <laughs> this whole <laughs> this whole movie is what have I done? Uh, but I will say, in this particular case, it was distracting how little she got to do in it. Yes, we don't. I don't think we even hear her speak until like the very end of the movie. And instead, we just like see her like walking out on Brad Pitt, and then him like looking sad. And then it's just like, oh, no, he's he's in trouble. He's a man in trouble. Yeah. Well, my favorite thing in space movies sort of in the last, like, five years has been, like, when they Skype the wife. Oh, yeah. Space. And she's just like, well, you know, you just keep finding those stars or whatever. Um, and so I was looking forward to that. And this, and it's like they don't even have an active conversation at any point. No, never. Um. But it doesn't matter because it's so, I don't know. I keep thinking about sort of the last like 30 minutes of it. I think it's really astounding. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. You didn't... I'm very like overtaken by like, I don't want to spoil it. I think the sort of reveal or lack of reveal in it is very moving. You, okay. Yeah. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, the, Without the, me saying more. Well, is it that he doesn't find aliens? Is that the lack of reveal? Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. That is cool. Uh, 
I don't know. I thought the I thought the the the, the dad stuff with Tommy Lee Jones was very like um uh pat or like not deep. I don't know. I expected more from oh it, gosh. I guess. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I didn't want you to call up well, and have a fight with you. Well, it seems like you've baited me into this. <laughs> but no, um, I just love it. I really love it. I think I'm going to ride really hard for it. And I'm oh, damn. everyone who doesn't like it or has issues with it just has closure in every part of their life. <laughs> and then it's just sort of like okay. flaunting that. <laughs> okay. Well, you're making this a personal attack on me now. This makes me really want to see it. I know, Chloe. You have now you have sold Chloe on the movie. Yeah, by the way. I'm going right after <laughs> this. I'm I'm running and not Great. walking to see Ad Astra. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chloe! Let me tell you. At one point, Brad cries a single tear. Amazing. That's true. Wow. That is a great moment. That sounds awesome. I don't it's know great. if I've ever seen him do that before. Just the one. It's yeah. I'm I'm racking my brain. He doesn't do one in seven. He doesn't cry a single tear. No, he does seven. seven. Yeah, he's seven tears. I can't believe that was your go-to Brad. Well, I'm a complicated man. I'm not unlike. <laughs> um, my review seven. of Ad Astra is that it's good. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think we can agree on that it's good. I told you I, I, uh, it was a B plus for me. B plus. I know. And now I feel like you're talking about it like it's a B minus. No, I liked the. There was a lot of stuff I liked in it. I liked the moon buggy chase. There's yeah. a moon buggy chase, everyone. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Wait, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Okay. What the hell? All right. <laughs> we've, turned, we've turned the moon and Mars into sort of like capitalist wastelands, which is like feels true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that whole thing is uh, really good. Where they like they go to the moon and there's like a subway on the moon. Mm-hmm. Uh, saying that out loud we makes like it the sound dumb. Moon, yeah, and it's so bleak. Yeah, it's like, very cool. United Terminal is nicer than the Moon's like terminal. Yeah, did you like this Just to remind people or the other uh, Sad Man in Space movie of the year, High Life, better? Well, <laughs> I saw you saw High Life. Yeah, I'm worried this will get to. Uh, I. Well, <laughs> I don't think I can repeat what I said to compare them uh, on the air of your show. Okay. But um, I think I liked this one more. But I think this movie is scarier than Highlight. Okay. Yeah. You like that, uh, that like mutated space monkey who shows up halfway through? No, I don't. I almost what? was like, do I have to leave? Um, because I was so scared uh, of that. Yeah. Okay. I thought this was very frightening. And Highlights is just sort of like bleak. Yeah. But I think not so objectively frightening. I like both those movies a lot, but Highlights really like bummed me out, whereas this I feel like is sort is hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I would agree with that. Um <laughs> Highlights like, guess we gotta die, you know? Yeah. Guess there's no hope. And this um, is like and this is like, guess we gotta die, da da da, together. <laughs> you know, that really like um, it's like a a sum up of existence, maybe. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, you might be convincing it's me, so honestly. Beautiful. It might be better than I it's thought. So good. Oh, I just like 
Yeah, I, I really came out of it feeling like the way I felt after I saw Gravity, which is a movie I like and respect, but sort of have no desire to ever revisit because mm-hmm. it sort of like really got me cranked up. And I left Ad Astro and I was like, that was incredible. I never, ever want to see it again. And now today I'm like, oh, should I find a time to see Ad Astro again? This <laughs> week? Um, we'll see. We'll see. I got a lot of movies on the docket this week already. So. Oh, yeah? Give, give me one. I'm seeing The Irishman on Friday. Oh, look at you. Look at you. NYFF Press Pass, Fran Hoffner. I know. I know. This is the one of the ones that Martin Scorsese is introducing. Is that right? Uh, Well, yeah. yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's at 9 a.m. on Friday. Yeah. I have to be there at 7 a.m., <laughs> <laughs> which means I have to leave at 6 a.m. Well, you know what uh, that I means. Think it is three and a half hours. You've just set your up for next week's movie correspondent call. I'll call in. I'll <laughs> be here to talk about the Irishman. Okay. Well, don't sound too excited. <laughs> I can't wait. I honestly can't wait because it'll just be me. Like, yeah. 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 Well, friend, right, I'll let you guys talk about Sean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. We'll get back to the business. I was hand. hoping he'd forgotten. <laughs> yeah. Um. Wow, have an amazing time on the air. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I will talk right. to you soon. Yes. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Fran Hoffner, ladies and gentlemen. 718-928-9732. Coming into the back uh, part of the show now, but time again for more calls if you want them. That's 718-928-9732. Kay, do you want to come on the microphone at all? Just to say, this show is amazing. You guys have me cracking up. <laughs> and that's why I wanted you to come on the microphone. <laughs> Just so it's on the record. Kay is a new Radio Free Brooklyn host, new member of the family here. Do you want to introduce your upcoming show at all? Well, my show is going to be called What Would Kay Say? And we're going to be doing um, all different situations that you can, that you encounter in life. And we're going to try to find solutions to it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Are you going to have guests? Are people going to call in? Well, I want to have call in. So oh, yes. people keep your dialing finger ready yeah. because I'm sure I'm going to hit some topics and you'll be like, what did she just say? What is she talking about? <laughs> so that's exactly what I want people to call in and say to me. Like, did you just say that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds yeah, awesome. Yeah. I know. I want to call in. <laughs> I got a lot of problems. <laughs> we'll call in. I should be on shortly and... I look forward to hearing from all of you. Yeah. And it'll be it'll be on Sunday. It'll be at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings before this show. Um, so you can just everybody's used to setting their alarms to get up for this one. So just set it a little earlier. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it'll be easy. It'll be easy. Kay, what's the best concert you've ever seen? Wow. Um, you want me to date myself? Not <laughs> if you don't want to. <laughs> Um, I would say the best concert that I've ever seen was Tina Turner. Oh, wow. I bet that was great. Yeah. And I was actually young when I saw it. So I was like really excited because I was like, wow, Tina Turner. Because, you know, she was like hot back in the day. Oh, sure. (laughs) And she did an amazing show. Where was this? I actually saw her at the Garden. Oh, my God. And she was all over the stage. I mean, all the video clips that you see of her, 
she was doing all of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it. I oh love it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was exciting. That's awesome. And that had noise. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Everyone was, uh, Everyone. the volume was appropriate. The volume was very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's got to be a danger of, like, outdoor venues in general. It probably have sound issues, right? Yeah. It's just harder to control uh, uh, in that setting. Well, after after saying all of this, now I'm feeling sentimental about it because I'm like, I know where the sound went. It went into the bay. <laughs> <laughs> and now I feel really bad. <laughs> the Midwest is jumping out. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I will say uh, maybe a design flaw <laughs> if the sound is going into the bay. <laughs> like free i don't know yeah whatever <laughs> if you like sean lennon's hat i can have this or you don't like it i don't then like, I can have yeah this. you're right this is it's an it's a one-to-one trade yes there i cannot, it, we like, both get something yeah <laughs> 718-928-9732 is our number that's 718-928-9732 uh, uh here is a closing a closing uh, uh segment of the show what are you looking forward to in the fall in the fall, in general, yeah, those I can finally start dressing. Those you little know? donuts. What? Those little tiny donuts. What from Duncan Munchkins? No, you can't have Munchkins in the summer. No, what okay. are you saying? Colby, let me finish. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like the little cider ones. Oh, and you can't get them all year, but they don't taste good until like October first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love yeah. those. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for award show season. Yeah, starting in, tonight. Starting today with the Emmys. Yes. Yep. Game of Thrones going to win again. You think? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I, I, they love that shit over there. It's true. I'm excited for more episodes of Succession, my favorite show. Uh-huh. It's going to be great. Going to be great. Catching up. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, changing my physical appearance so I look exactly like Sarah Snook in every way. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be great when her character, like, commits murder in season four and I, 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 I get Khaleesi'd. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, put to death by your dragon. <laughs> Kay, how about you? Are you uh, uh, mourning the end of summer or looking forward to uh, the fall season? I actually love summer. Yeah. I do love the summer season. Yeah. But the way the temperature has been changing, yeah, I'm starting to really dig fall. <laughs> it feels really good outside when you go and it's just so clean and cool. Yeah. I'm kind of liking that. Yeah, it's such yeah. a relief. Yeah. yeah, it is nice. I have to say, we had some like real chilly days earlier this week. Yeah. We did. I, I was here for it. <laughs> yeah, just grab that sweater and keep it moving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna call into your show and be like, "I'm cold. Should I wear a sweater?" I'm gonna be, <laughs> like, gonna be like, "This is not what the show is about." <laughs> what can I do? Or Kay will be like, "Yeah, it's, it's sweater season." You'll call up. What did you just say? <laughs> I might tell you to grab a scarf to go with it. You yeah, no. I, I need some extra protection. Yeah, it's what season? You mean to tell me. <laughs> Folks, thanks for listening to Young Purpose Radio here on Radio Free Brooklyn this and every Sunday. Uh, uh, two Thumbs Undecided is coming in shortly. They're uh, live this week, so keep that dial tuned uh uh k one more plug for your show yes 
be um, on the lookout for What Would Kay Say? We're going to be on from 8 to 9 Sunday mornings. And dial in. I want to hear from you. And Chloe, Tarte magazine people can buy? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's from... a... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. It's uh, No, just go ahead and do this. Do you, uh, do you have anything else? No, no. Just uh, the plug for okay. it. Okay. Great. Um, uh, the tar- website where you tar- can buy tar- There is no website. We don't have a website. <laughs> How do people get it? Well, okay. The website is under construction. Okay. But okay. Um, Tart is a literary magazine that I am helping to edit. And if you would like one, it is very beautiful. And it has a lot of good work in it. Um, poems, fiction, art, comics, really wide variety of stuff. Um, you can email T-A-R-T-M-G-Z-N at Gmail and we will hook you up and you can also follow that exact same spelling on Instagram and Twitter and send me messages personally. <laughs> yes. And I'll send you a magazine and we'll develop a codependent friendship and <laughs> <laughs> it'll be great. And one day you'll get uh, uh, an article written about you on the cut by, <laughs> by this person. Are you are you a Caroline or a Natalie? I think I uh, I'm a, a friggin' Caroline, dude. You're you you think no, you're a Caroline? I don't at all. <laughs> you could be a Caroline. Yeah, maybe with a with some help. Yeah. From, uh, well, I mean. Yeah. What intergenerational wealth? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> Although, like Caroline Calloway, I am obsessed with Yale, having not uh, gone there. Um, mostly in that I want to burn it down. Wow. Folks, thanks for listening. <laughs> this Here's is, Lana Del Rey. This is why she only had one East Coast show. <laughs> Bye. Fear fun, fear love. Fresh out of fucks forever. John.